to a podcast greater than yourself, season four. Do you have an idea for an episode or a question about sobriety, spirituality, 12 steps, or sponsorship? Email us at podcastgreaterthanyourself at gmail.com or contact us on Instagram at podcast underscore greater underscore than underscore yourself or doctor underscore silkworth. Okay. <laughs> Welcome back to a podcast greater than yourself. This is how I do this every time. Yeah, totally. You wouldn't know. Just the co-host. <laughs> My name's John Barleycorn. Did I even say the name of the fucking thing? Welcome no. back to a podcast greater than yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Johnny B. Corn. I'm Ted. And with us this week, we have a guest, and the guest's name is Ursula M- Neighbor. <laughs> is that right? I think so. Hi, friends. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So nice to be here. Yeah. So, pleasantries aside, what up with that name? Yeah. Um. <laughs> look. Uh. So, should we? Uh. Do you want me to just roll into it, or should I give context? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're, uh, do we do we know have we pinned down a pronunciation of the name do we know i want to make sure i'm addressing you appropriately yeah i appreciate that look i like uh ursula we'll just say ursula ursula is fine because i think i'm gonna butcher that german last name madame, uh, madame niebuhr yeah Frau, fraulein ursula Fra- yeah <laughs> Um, uh, cool. Yeah. So, you, thank you for joining us at the crack of dawn, your time. Um, mm-hmm. It's early bird special, my time. So, almost bedtime for me. <laughs> and it, an hour later for Ted. Uh, but yeah, we've. Uh, you're definitely a friend of the show for quite some time now, and we are very excited to have you here with us today. Thank you for joining us. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. We uh, we are gathered here. <laughs> I'm like, how, how much gravitas does this need? Uh, yeah, we are doing a pair of episodes this season on a couple. I just had the thought, what if I open the season with the Serenity Prayer episode and close it with the Lord's Prayer episode? I'm not that doing that. I'm not doing that. It's not happening. But what if I did it? What if? Right. It's just like a thought experiment. This is this is the Schrodinger's cat of a podcast greater than yourself. Yeah, just just synergistic thought farming. <laughs> yes, exactly. I I love that there are there are actual fans of the podcast who know jokes from the podcast that I I would not have pulled out of myself. That's great. Um <laughs> Yeah, so we're here to talk about the Serenity Prayer. Wherever that goes, I mean, we'll see, right? Mm. I've got I've got some thoughts. 
Uh, what came to, <laughs> what came to your mind when I obviously you did some research? You got a whole you have like a whole backstory. There's like a, a character arc with, <laughs> with your fake name and everything that I think is wrapped up in the prayer. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Look, a small amount. I did. <laughs> I did a it. Cinematic universe. Yeah. Everybody else who comes yeah, to our look. show is like, uh, yeah, I'm uh, the Jaywalker. <laughs> Get it? Yeah. <laughs> the J- I'm I'm treasured crockery. Get it? It's in the book. <laughs> You're just like I did a term paper. <laughs> I'm so curious. You have to tell me. Yeah, I love it. Okay. Um. All right. So this uh this little the name has come. I had a bit of help from Mrs. Jones. She sent this to me yesterday. Um. This uh newspaper article it's a letter from um the wife of the man who is the original author of the serenity prayer Mm. um and and yeah so it's like this full page letter describing her husband and um oh did you send this to us did you say that oh let me send it to you now um I'm like yeah, just I'm like basic- source source <laughs> source <laughs> citation yeah. please yeah I've I've got your source right here <laughs> I I trust you to just read it it's fun Um do you want me to read the whole thing Oh there you go Well let me see let me look at this let me see Have a little look that's, Um yeah that's that's quite a bit of words it is. You can, you Look, can give I a summation. A bit, I trust you. Yeah. Give a summation. It's um. She's she's given some like, you know, a bunch of examples where her husband's prayer has been used. I guess because it's become quite a famous prayer, especially since its use, you know, in Alcoholics Anonymous. Obviously, mm-hmm. um, sometimes. Uh, it, yeah, sometimes it does get credited, uh, to Richard Niebuhr. Uh, that's his name. He was, a um, this was, her yeah, husband. like he was, a yeah, he was a pastor priest. Um, and yeah, and would preach a lot and, you know, would, compose a lot of prayers that would get used but this one in particular took off in you know from yeah different different churches um um uh in world war Two. apparently it was like used amongst the um Oh man, but yeah. So she's like a little bit mad. It seems you know she's given all these specific examples where the prayers gotten famous and they've not attributed her husband. So she's written this, this, this letter, um, and yeah, from from Ursula Neighbor. Who is this letter just, to? You know, I don't know. Just the to the editor of the Eagle. Okay. This is a letter that she wrote to just some newspaper called The Eagle, or what was it? 
Yeah, to the editor of The Eagle. Okay. Um, she starts off with, uh, from time to time, I've noticed the use of a prayer my husband wrote many years ago. It has been widely used and copied, and perhaps from the point of view of some of us, somewhat misused. <laughs> I note it appeared in a paid political advertisement carried in The Eagle. The prayer was in quotation marks, but there was no authorship ascribed. Mm. And then... Uh, yeah, she says, this prayer happened to have been written for use in the village church at Heath, a hill village some 50 miles or more north of here. Um, yeah, and so she talks about, you know, the, the history of the prayer, about her husband, um, and, and yeah, how it got it passed on to a doctor and then on to a... Um, Federal Council of Churches, um, and then it had a history in the the USO, um, other organisations, um, an Episcopalian sisterhood in the Middle West printed it very nicely on little cards, apparently. <laughs> so okay, I have um, several questions. I'm sorry to yeah. interrupt you, but one, what is the... Is is the author of this article specific about how it's being misused? Like she seems to be upset about the fact that he is not getting credited for the prayer. But there's no specificity you know, about the claim that it that she feels has been misused. No, it's just more like yeah, that's fine. Like use the prayer printed on nice little cards, but can you just at least say like Richard Niebuhr. Yeah. Okay. Second question. She just sprinkles the the misuse thing in. The accusation is extra salt. (laughs) Was Richard dead when she wrote it? Or was he holding a gun to her head and like, write that fucking, write that op in? (laughs) He was like, accept the things you can't change, darling. (laughs) I need this. I need credit. It feels yeah. very anti-serenity prayer to be like, well, actually, I wrote that. Yeah. It, no, it, that's it the is. payoff I'm waiting for the whole time. I'm like, this is so not accepting the things you cannot change. I know. Well, she maybe she's changing the things she can by writing these little letters. So courageous. Bingo. Full circle. Yeah, it is courageous. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, she's also added... Um, my husband used and preferred the following form because mm. she talks about how it's been, you know, printed in in various kind of versions. But yeah, this is this is the one that she feels her husband um, okay. preferred. Um, God, give us grace to accept with serenity the mm. things that cannot be changed. Too Courage dirty. to change the things. Yeah, very yeah. Courage to change the things which should be changed and the wisdom to distinguish the one from the other. Okay, can I just let me let me just interject real quick. Everyone wants to talk mm. now. I understand. I'll I'll be brief. <laughs> this is like when you're at uh, a restaurant or something and you hear the friends theme song, but it's like the whole song and you're like, wait, this is a this whole right. song? Yeah. And the rest of it is like so fucking weird and like is and you're just like, did somebody really accurately weird out the friends theme song? Like what the fuck is this? Right. 
Yeah, it's like, um, do you guys have Aldi? Is that a thing? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like the Aldi version of the Serenity <laughs> Prayer. Like, it's almost the same, but it just, it feels like you've stepped into an alternate universe. Yeah. I was going to say it's like the 12 and 12. It is to the Serenity <laughs> Prayer what the big book is to the 12 and 12, where it's like, this is a little wordier, and it's said in an order that it doesn't actually... It's not easy to say or read, I, yeah. and it means less to me. Personally. I feel no connection to this. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> the, the other joke that I was going to make, and I couldn't decide which to make first, was I was pretty sure that the Serenity Prayer was written by Herbert Spencer. Oh really? <laughs> oh my gosh! I get that joke. This is a this is a span, <laughs> this is a spanner in the works, or yeah. that's probably a no. I get it. Yeah. Okay. I get first it, and that's all that matters. <laughs> So you are, in fact, the author, your, your pseudonym is the author of an op-ed written to a local newspaper about the misattribution or unattribution of the serenity prayer, which we are, in fact, using incorrectly. Wow. I guess so. So many layers. <laughs> now I feel like an idiot layers. for choosing my name. <laughs> now you've just now, just now That's started the first to time regret I felt choosing anything. your name. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm telling you, there's a whole fucking uh, backstory to this. It's going to have to be like, season five is going to have to be like, a podcast greater than yourself, Origins, Ursula Niebuhr. It's the prequel. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I love a good origin story. Yeah, find out what, what made me a supervillain. Really get into my psyche. Yes. Yeah. She's just like, just sit, sitting around uh, Nuremberg, Working an Emory board, drafting <laughs> drafting letters to the to the editor about her misappropriated prayer. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't, uh, doesn't sound yeah. like somebody with a whole lot of time in their hands. Is all I'm saying, or it does. I don't know, one way or the other. So, my the thing that I always hear, um, <laughs> thing that I always hear that always cracks me up. And by always, I mean maybe tops five times. I've heard it my whole life. Um, but it always cracks me up, uh, the like smart guy one-upsmanship of uh, of somebody who, who goes, uh, who like brings up the serenity prayer. And then you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like you say it in a meeting and then like some new, it it is, this is always someone who's like a chronic relapser or someone who's like, an, a really old dry drunk who like it's like neither neither person am I like gonna approach and be like what's your prayer life look like I I, I need I need some of that um, right and those are the two types of people who've done this to me but but it's happened a few times where they go uh, well yeah um, have you are you familiar with the full version of the serenity prayer I really mm. I prefer the full version. <laughs> like, yeah, that, that second verse really <laughs> hits it home. Yeah, it's just so fun. It's like I don't, I don't give a shit how you pray or what prayer you like, but like, you're, are you, are you being a prayer snob? It's just like it's, it's so it's, weird. It's like watching a you know watching the director's cut of a movie with all the special right. features and like the the director's commentary it's yeah you need all that extra stuff right it's what the it, deluxe edition but what it is is it's like uh 
Uh, have you seen the special edition director's cut of the Jason Statham classic, The Equalizer 2? I don't think <laughs> you've really appreciated fine cinema. You know what I mean? It's like, um, I don't. I don't know that I need that. <laughs> like, I don't. <laughs> when people tell me that St. Francis didn't write the St. Francis prayer, I'm like, why do you even... Like, why do you have to tell me that? It's so unnecessary. I like to say regardless. It has nothing to do with the fact... Like, get fucked. Just let me enjoy it. Wait, you mean, you mean the mystical animal talker guy didn't... You know, it's just right. like the Dr. Doolittle of saints. <laughs> You're going to get so many people. So, so many people are going to come at, at you for this podcast episode in particular. I think now you've pissed off the St. Francis crowd and <laughs> the, yeah. the Niebuhr family the Niebuhr. and all yeah. of them. A also, cease and desist say, order from. Right. <laughs> all they're yeah, doing also is. Also, Santa, Santa Claus is not real, you guys. <laughs> I'm going to have to bleep that. They're, I mean, you know, yeah. The, uh, you think that we should. I mean, do you think there's anyone who's going to tune into this episode and be like, Serenity? What is the Serenity Prayer? What's that? They haven't even said the prayer. <laughs> well, we did. We said the B-list shitty version. <laughs> if, the, if I were Ursula the Applebee's Niebuhr, Jack Daniels glazed barbecue steak version. The, I thought the Oliver. Yeah, exactly. But um, if I were <laughs> Ursula, I would write an op-ed and be like, Please stop tattooing my husband's bitch and prayer on your neck. If you are going to get this tattoo on you, like, please be sober for more than 30 days. Please be sure. <laughs> please don't talk about this. All of it. Like I was at, uh, I was getting my oil changed and the guy said, yeah, I've just been saying the serenity prayer all day. And I'm like, you've just been at, you've just been out here fishing for somebody to ask you why you've been saying the serenity prayer. And I was like, mm. so what are you, I was like, are you a friend of Bill W? It was just me and him in this, in this place. And he said, yep. And I was like, me too. And then we were talking and it actually, I don't know why I'm shitting on this guy. It was actually a lovely interaction. <laughs> he didn't have a tattoo though. He was just, it was great. And I take it back every, I take back any connotation that might've been negative. I loved talking to that guy. <laughs> uh, beautiful. I th he didn't have a tattoo, but his, his newborn baby was named Serenity. So. Yeah, and his wife. Um, so uh, I was um, getting ready for about an hour ago. My wife was like, what's the episode today? And I said, the serenity prayer. And she goes, what are you going to talk about? And I was like, I actually don't know. I was like, we might be, it might be an episode where we shit on the serenity prayer. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> are we serenity prayer today? I'm 100% uh, I'm not sure what we're doing. Yeah, I can tell you as the person who came up with the idea for the episode... I can tell you two things. I can tell you, firstly, my motivation in choosing that. And secondly, I can tell you my opinion of the prayer. But, <laughs> but, I, but what I cannot tell you is what this episode will be about. <laughs> like, well, let me just say now, for so that when you do direct your hate at somebody, I say the serenity prayer every wait, 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 day, wait, multiple wait, times wait, a day. Wait, wait, wait what was that? Was I'm like, if, you think if I'm there's just hate mail coming, I don't want to direct it at me. I'm like, <laughs> I, it's, it can be simultaneously true, people, everybody, that the serenity prayer has 
things about it that are not that are that have been used. Oh, stupidly. I thought you were saying before I direct my hate at something. You're saying oh no no before no, 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 Universal no. U directs hate mail. I got gotcha. you. I'm talking to the people listening. Yeah, the at hate home mail goes that are, care of Ted at a right. podcast greater than yourself gmail dot com. It can be simultaneously true, like the episode about the. Um, this is my beef with all the people that have sh- t- talk shit about the podcast. Not that. The, uh, not that it's not universally beloved, but if you like read the comments, <laughs> the some people, people. Some, some people are like, Meh. and my thing is, it can two things can be true at once, right? Like I say the set aside prayer sometimes when when I feel like it's appropriate, but I laughed my dick off during the episode about the set aside <laughs> prayer, right? Yeah, right. Uh, I use the serenity prayer, but that doesn't mean that I'm not about to shit all over it if that's what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. We're doing what we do. Yeah. And I think that's a really important point, actually, just in general. Like, I think people get so precious and clutch their pearls whenever you call out mm. or, you know, poke, try to, you know, poke holes in, you know, weird logic that gets thrown around in the rooms. It's like, well, let's, it's okay to criticize and, and question stuff that sounds a bit, kooky and weird right surely yes yeah yeah one thing sorry no go ahead john did you well one thing i wanted to do i realized that i failed to do in episodes previously is um ursula do you before we like get you to uh say things you'll later regret you know on (laughs) tape uh i was wondering if like if you could take give us your uh elevators pitch about like what so people who don't know who you are i mean a lot of people who listen aren't gonna know who you are but like what's your deal how what's your aa deal um how what's the perspective that you're bringing to the table here hey lady, also, where, where are you who from are you? <laughs> who are you oh um yeah weird she's like well i've listened uh, to every episode and never heard you ask anyone that so let me I know, just, and I was thinking. Uh, <laughs> Was, yeah, wasn't expecting to talk about myself. Um, who am I? Uh, so, yeah, long-time listener, first-time caller. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I found, um, I think, yeah, in, in terms of who am I in AA, um, I've, yeah, like I've been in AA for a number of years and sober for, for a number of years. Um, you know, worked. Yeah, I'm in like a new era, I guess, of my recovery in terms of I've gone through the steps as directed in the big book. Um, Whereas previously my experience with with the steps was um, very 12 and 12, um, you know, little bits here and there with instructions from the book, you know, like basically read the six and seven page, you know, read, read the prayer. Um, but yeah, a lot of kind of meeting maker influence. Um, yeah. So I have, yeah, I feel like I have this kind of new, fresh new eyes on like what the program actually is. Um, in terms of like, it's not, it's not at all as complicated or convoluted or like, um, woo woo as, Mm. 
it kind of gets talked about in meetings. Um, Yes, you know, since since going through the steps again in the book, like I I said to, um, yeah, I had this moment where I said to my, my sponsor, I was like, um, so it was here the whole time. Like it was just here (laughs) on, on the pages, like, you know, because yeah, I, I start, I found your podcast, um, via, um, you know, the sarcastic big book and recovery radio mm-hmm. and started listening mm-hmm. and went, you guys were always talking about clear cut directions and all this stuff. And I'm like, is it really? And then the more <laughs> I listened, I was like, Oh, this is actually really sensible, really practical. Um, and you know, all these ways that it just gets overcomplicated in the meetings. Um, and yeah, because I, I, I kind of, I was a bit disillusioned with the program. Mm-hmm. Just like, really, I, I have to go to meetings and just like, it just felt like a waste of time and really weird. And um, yeah, but, you know, so yeah, now I know how to live in 10, 11 and 12. And I know like how to actually help people and, um, and yeah, so I just feel like super jazzed about <laughs> about AA again because it's actually it does actually work. Hell yeah! If you work it, but like work what is the question? <laughs> right. That's the magic question. Yeah. What are you working? Because I hear people say that all the time in meetings. You know, I'm just like really focusing on working my program. I'm like, what's your program though? <laughs> right. What is it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Does that sound anything I haven't covered there? Any other questions? Obviously, I'm, I'm Australian, I guess, if anyone hasn't noticed. That's another fun fact about me. Um, what, what time is I it there not, currently? I would not have assumed that. I wouldn't dare to assume one's nationality. <laughs> yes. Um, it's 8 a.m. Uh, in South Australia right now. Um, which is fine, you know. That's great. <laughs> you're, you're, you're a better human than I am. I, if uh, John was like, "How do you feel about a po- podcast at 7:30?" I'd be like, "Eat shit and die." There's no way that that's going to happen. <laughs> I, also, I wouldn't be nearly as articulate as you are. Yeah, uh, Ted is young enough to where it's weird, Ted. Ted exists in this strange dichotomy of humanity. He is like both yin and yang. He is like simultaneously one of the most like officially, you know, career professional type people that I know. And also a person who would like sleep until noon if he could like every day he's trying to find um, a nice word for degenerate or but, <laughs> but 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 also he's just like a teenage boy yes yes <laughs> exactly. well sort of but like also it, it, i think it goes to more to deeper than that it's not just character traits it's more his character he's also he's like both effortlessly cool and mm. the most like 
awkward goofball. <laughs> That's more accurate. <laughs> that, that sounds right. It's like both pieces, though. It's like it's like Ted is like this really cool, like fun guy, but he's also like a ball of nerves mm-hmm. and a, and an awkward goofball. But it's like it's equal parts. So it's like it's never you're never overwhelmed by either. You're never like. I can't. I can't. This guy. I'm, this guy's too cool for me. But you're also never like. Can you fucking chill, happened. you weirdo? <laughs> that has happened. <laughs> yeah, be honest. I mean, it just happened to Ursula a minute ago when you were like, "So tell me about you. What is your story?" <laughs> so here's the reason She's I wanted like, to oh, do that, shit. Ursula. Because I I talked to you about this, and I know that you have like the, a very cool and interesting background. That if we don't get out, people aren't going to appreciate like the fiery opinions that you may or may not have where they're coming from because you are not a person like me who is just like oh i wandered into aa and found this thing Mm -hmm. then it's and it had you know you're a person who has experienced all kinds of different things sure and Mm -hmm. i think getting to know you over the last couple i don't even know how long it's been years i'm not sure if it's been (laughs) (laughs) feels like years. it was like i've known you for a long time and and getting (laughs) to know you it's like that's an important like piece of your your story is important because you've been where you've been where you are now and like the change that occurs over time i'm just very fascinated by that anyway so yeah that's why i love it i mean this is this season there are several people who i specifically only know several people who are guests doing full episodes or shorter ones anyway i don't need to give any more information to qualify this stupidly long uh statement there's a (laughs) bunch of people who i'm having on who i specifically only know because they contacted me through the podcast because they were like at one point strangers who heard the show and then they were like hey you know and kind of have a similar story as to what you were just saying um whether they found other solution people before they found the show or whatever but they uh, the these are people who I really want to have on because of what Ted was just saying. It's like to me, it's not only super interesting, but I think like potentially really, really helpful to other people. Right, that's it. Yeah, to be able to hear like first, just like we do in a step one conversation. First, you're not alone. Like there are other people with this lived experience. And then second, um, it is possible to overcome whatever obstacles you feel you have encountered, fellowship-wise, recovery-wise, whatever it may be. Or even listening to me and thinking, like, I'm a fucking conceited, snarky piece of shit. <laughs> even it's, it's even possible to overcome that. I mean, I could tell you that I sponsor <laughs> someone now who is on the show this season who their first contact of me was like the email was titled hate mail from a hate listener like this is <laughs> and you know change has happened in this person's life and in mine um since last season um and i think that it has just the truth has been born out from continuing to do this thing and meeting more people uh, that like when people get hooked up with a solution they can't help but be changed by it and 
So that's why I think it's important to specifically be like, hey, Ursula, would you mind dropping the Emery board for a few minutes? Put down the <laughs> put put a put a tack in your uh, your latest letter to the editor for an hour and a half and have a chat with us. <laughs> Side Acres Adult Rehabilitation Center, bringing you the finest in cutting-edge addictions treatment, self-care therapy, and relapse prevention sciences since a series of class action lawsuits forced us to change our name in 2011. Core rehabilitation management therapies include thrice daily group encouragement sessions, Personalized one-on-one inner child work groups, aquarobics, one seemingly endless self-discovery workbook after another. We'll take you to a ranch and have you pet horses for some reason. A doll named Andrew, who you're expected to talk to directly and role-play your daddy issues with. This one sounds weird, but many of our clients describe it as almost helpful. Suboxone. Did I mention we'll be getting you addicted to Suboxone? Here at Shady Side Acres, our mission is to give loving care, one client at a time, and we fulfill that purpose by taking a hands-on approach to harm reduction education and triggers counseling. Just listen to these testimonials. Oh, what, the Shady Side place? Yeah, I mean, it was all right. Uh, they, they took me to a ranch. Had me pet a horse for some reason. Shady Side Acres changed my life. Before my nine-month inpatient stay at Shadyside, I was a hopeless office drone, working 40-plus hours a week in a miserable cubicle, just punching the clock and diving deeper and deeper into a crippling online shopping addiction that saw me blow through almost a quarter of my life savings in a mere five years. Now I have a new sense of purpose and a new focus. Thank you for saving me and what my personal life experience has convinced me is the absolute lowest possible rock bottom anyone has ever experienced. The tools they gave me have literally saved my life. I signed an NDA, so I'm sorry, but you really can't talk about it. Shadyside Acres Adult Rehabilitation Center. Your future starts today, or as soon as we can verify your insurance benefits. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think another another important revelation that, yeah, just in the context of what you just said about like why me sharing my history, I guess, is important because like I think this, the thing that stood out for me the most from like listening to your podcast and then you know going going to different meetings is that I I had this experience where I was interacting with recovered people. Mm. You know, like I actually saw what, in inverted commas, recovered 
looks like. And I'm sure there would have been recovered people in, you know, the fellowship where I got sober, but I didn't, I didn't notice them. I didn't interact with them. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't see them, but all of a sudden I was in this, this new world of AA where people are actually talking about the instructions, actually living them, you know, actually sharing their experience rather than just like complaining about their day or, you know, their family or like, yeah, just, yeah. So, so that was really eye opening for me because it was like, there is actually something here for people that is more than just like, you know, being proud about how much time you've got or, you know, just, yeah. So that for me just like blew my mind. And and that's the experience I'm having as well is like, I feel recovered. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's mm. so cool. Uh, mm. One of the um, things that strikes me as being important is, a lot of the people that, that I've talked to either actively dislike AA or have grown so dissatisfied with, and uh, John sort of talked about like with the fellowship, like they're just going now because they've been going for a long time mm-hmm. or they're just in it because this is what they've been doing. And they're just not really, if they're honest with themselves, like enjoying themselves. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. one of the things that I've noticed about people who've been coming to black rhinos and the people who, I've been able to meet through the podcast who are, have all started to become a big part of my life um, is not feeling that way anymore. Like feeling like, Oh, I found, I've found a version of AA that makes sense to me and the people that I know I enjoy. And it's actually sort of like a, a, a good time, not just like a tolerable time or right. God forbid, like an actively unpleasant time. Right <laughs> here. Here's where I crowbar in the topic. So, <laughs> so we've uh, changed the things we can't. No, <laughs> <laughs> but no, to your point, um, the the um, the never-ending slog of like punching the clock and checking off a box that I like did AA this week or today or whatever is not my experience at all in my life. Um, Mm. I have people who I can talk to. Not a lot of them, but I have people who I know who are able to bounce ideas and experiences and current working living knowledge of steps 10, 11, and 12 off of me, and I can do the same off of them. And the fact that I have a network of people like that who aren't just talking shit, who are actually able to be like, oh, yeah, so here's what I do. Here's what I did. Whatever. Here's an example of how I showed someone X, Y, Z. That is tremendously valuable, not only in, you know, hearing someone's firsthand experience with a similar struggle and the practical applications of this thing called AA, <clears throat> the actual directions, and then what that looked like when it started to change in their life. But also, um, 
just that feeling of like, oh, okay. There's a, there's other people doing this, you know what I mean? Because I have had periods um, in my recovery where I'm kind of just like lone gunning it at like really sick meetings, really only focusing on just trying to find people who don't have this experience and offering them help getting it. And that can be like really like draining and really lonely. Hard. Yeah. Yeah. When you're, when you're not able to share this stuff with anyone, you know, and to hear their struggles with it and, and, and their experiences. And so I think that that is invaluable, you know, and, and the book talks about it up and down of like, this is the thing about the fellowship that you crave, you know, this fellowship building up around you. Like if I sponsor someone and they get to the point that you're talking about and then they start sponsoring other people and they're bouncing ideas off of me and others about what that looks like. And they're taking things in their inventory to step 11 and going deeper on that stuff and seeking inspiration. And they're doing all this stuff. Like we are just peers. There's no, you know, I, we talked about this recently in an episode. It's like, you know, God doesn't have grandkids. Like, it's just everyone is on the same level, you know. Um, once you're there, it is a completely different, and I think that this is what, you know, you get into this, like, fourth dimension thing. I could not have described that to, like, me when I was, like, are we hitting a meeting tonight? <laughs> when I was like <laughs> meeting based sobriety, you know, when that, when I genuinely had the belief system in place that like I needed to be at a meeting every day, I could not have explained what you guys are talking about in a way that would not have been offensive to like my, my life, you know, yeah. should we read the fucking story? <laughs> <laughs> are we gonna we're gonna drop the long version of everyone <laughs> so i don't even yeah i guess i guess getting back to the okay well i i kind of wrote a check that i didn't cash earlier um my idea for this episode literally just came because like there's there's some stuff that we just like do in AA and you just do it and it's just like mm. oh yeah I just you know and it's like you never think about it right you know um and so with some of this stuff I so first off right off the bat I have no issue with the serenity prayer I, I don't I don't care at all um I think it is equally weird to to be like well I prefer the long version like to like thumb your nose at, at it being used for that reason as it is to thumb your nose because it says God or whatever I think I think like both of those are just like okay can we just like shake hands and eat a sandwich and move on or whatever like <laughs> this, is, this is what is the point of this um, but I have no gripe with the serenity prayer at all um Simultaneously, speaking of two things can coexist, right? I don't care if we never use it. 
I don't, it doesn't, right. I have no, Agreed. yeah, there's, there's, there's nothing in me that's tied to it, but I do understand that like we kind of started off talking, there is something that challenges the ego of people who are like tied to that tradition. Um, and I don't mean ego in the condescending way. I just mean literally like. You and I both have egos. Everyone has an ego. Yeah, it's not like, it's not a physiological, you will not stop breathing. Your hemoglobin will not disintegrate if I remove this prayer from the meeting, right? Like, um, this is entirely a self-based, you know, thing, right? So, um, I I don't have any qualms with whether it's used or not used. Um, The... I think if I if I were to stretch and try to like crowbar myself into an opinion about it, my only opinion would really be that like I just it it's like it's like fucking sweet Caroline. Bah, bah, bah. It's, it's just the bop. You mean it's bah, excellent bah. and it yeah. should never stop. Now I love Neil Diamond and everybody knows know this, do. right? But this is your least favorite. Yeah, I know. No, everybody. it's not even that Sweet Caroline's my least favorite. I'm talking strictly bop, 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 right? <laughs> I'm not going to go so far as to say that it's like when you sing it at a karaoke bar and people go so good, so good, so good, which is like not in the song. Okay. Not in the song. No. I'm not going to say that because that's just annoying. I'm just going to say the bop, bop, bop. I'm like, it's just there. And it's just like, yeah, you know, it's it's in my head, right? And so, like, when I go to a meeting and it starts that way, I'm just like, okay, yeah. And I just, like, say it. And I kind of just, like, mutter along. And I on Zoom, uh, I often don't say it because it's like a cacophony of 8,000 different people doing it in a different cadence at the same time. And I'm like, am I being fucking haunted by the ghost of <laughs> Ursula Niedermeyer or whatever the hell her name is? But, um, so, anyway, my long-winded point here is that, like, my only opinion of it is, like, hey, could we... Can we sprinkle in a different thing? You know what I mean? Like, I don't. Mm-hmm. Do we have to do this all the time? Um, because, like, I mean, even in our meetings, we do it. You know, it's just yeah. like, it's kind of just like this. It becomes a thing where it's like you talked about the set aside prayer. It becomes a thing where it's like, um, this is just. It's just like chewing gum. It's just like this. Just, just like background noise. It's like a buzzing right. fridge. I'm not really a lot of the time. You know. Um, and I get the ritual of it and how it's like, okay, now this thing's starting, we're focusing in, we're doing this thing. Right. Um, I get framing it that way. It's just like, that's why I say like, again, this is a very like limp non-opinion, you know, I don't really have, (laughs) it's just that the ubiquity of the prayer deems it something where it's like, it would be weird to never talk about this prayer on our show. Yeah, for sure. Mm. Yeah, when when you when you told me that the topic was the serenity prayer, I had I had that moment where I was like, oh yeah, like I've never really thought about because it's just always there, mm. you know. It's like it's like the air we breathe. It's just <laughs> there, and you don't think about it, and it does, you know, because it just bookends every single meeting. Right. Like it's never not there. Um, so yeah, it did make me stop and and be like, oh yeah, like why why do we say the serenity prayer? Where did it come from? Like what is it still? Right. Um and I, I did I did learn I've got another little nugget 
a history nugget for you. Do tell. Um, in my <laughs> in my um my research um <laughs> in my in my Serenity Prayer thesis. Um, so apparently it was it was like printed in you know someone's obituary in a newspaper and um i don't know which guy but you know one of one of the early aa guys saw it in the newspaper was like that's a that's a dope prayer showed it to bill um and bill was like heck yeah that's us like that's our whole thing that's what we're trying to do here and then they just ran with it that was like the drunk history version of <laughs> the serenity like, prayer origin like story. Grave robbers of the epitaphs, the, the screed in this guy's obituary. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, we've been looking for some crap to open the meeting. I just steal that shit. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's that's a banger. That's what that's what Bill said. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Guarantees mm-hmm. just like that too. Mm. banger yeah. yes it's it's yeah it's a banger if you're if you're in the southern hemisphere there's no er it's just an ah well when you say the er <laughs> it means that it's more of a hateful thing if you say the a it's more of like a fun cool thing right yeah right yeah. <laughs> the, the only other mm-hmm. thing that i kind of have in mind here is let's close with the we version of the serenity prayer so, yeah, how do they close the meetings uh, in Australia or the meetings that you go to, Ursula? Uh, yeah, always with the serenity prayer. They close it I think with the serenity prayer. Yeah, um, okay. yeah. Usually, yeah, most meetings, everyone will get up and we'll form a circle and we'll say the serenity prayer. It used to be with hand holding. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, and yeah, now it's kind of like, people kind of choose their own adventure, whether Mm -hmm. they want to, you know, hold hands with the person next to them. Um, I personally am pleased that hand-holding is not so much a thing anymore. Yeah. (laughs) Didn't didn't love that. Um, Especially six dudes pushing them, like pushing other people or trying to stand next to you. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, also because this is probably an overshare, but I tend to have like um like clammy hands me too so i don't I, want anyone so, hands. Yes. <laughs> yes. Tends so to i always have to do this this awkward like wipe on my you know the top of my pants and be like sorry <laughs> i'm gross you have to hold my hand if you want to get to god <laughs> it's we, it's so weird to hear stuff about other countries like ceremonial stuff and meetings like specifically this i ted i know you have a point i'm just wondering <laughs> Specifically with this, like, if you're... Because I'm not used to the hand-holding thing. If you're holding hands at the end of the meeting, how, like, is there is it before or after that where you do the the AA thing where you hold up your palm um, in one hand and then the Bible in the other hand and you have a sigil of Baphomet on your on Okay, your palm? come on. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a... Hail Satan. Which is where you're from. Okay, mm. my bad. Yeah, I know, I know there are like there are the occasional meeting that end with um, the Lord's Prayer. Like that I was my one. question. Yeah. yeah, but it's it's not it's not really common place here. I think my theory anyway is um, 
like because um yeah like a, a, in terms of like the colonization of australia very um roman catholic right influence and so there's a lot of like church trauma yeah that seems to be like common uh common feelings common things that i hear in meetings anyway when people talk about their you know their problems with the god idea um so yeah i think that is yeah not used maybe for that particular reason because it's just like way too touchy yeah, so I mean, it's yeah, interesting it's though. Yeah. Different. Like I, I know a lot of the meetings in the states end with the Lord's Prayer. I've only been to a few in-person meetings since moving to Texas uh, that weren't ones that I was taking into a treatment center myself. Um, and all of, I think all of those they just ended by firing guns in the air and burning Obama in effigy. <laughs> <laughs> right. As is the custom. <laughs> we were at a, uh, John and I were at a meeting in person before the pandemic. And we went to stand in a circle and hold hands and say the Lord's Prayer. And John took my hand. And so you got a picture of the scene that there's like, fuck, 10, I don't remember people. this. I don't know where this is going. There's like 10, 15 people in this little clubhouse. And we're all, I don't know any of them. And uh, John certainly doesn't know any of them. And he grabs my hand, and I forget exactly what you said, but you said something to the effect of, Jesus, why are your hands so wet? Did I really? And, yeah, and I very loudly was like, fuck you. <laughs> and then we're Our all father. standing around each other. Right? <laughs> Everybody's just staring at us like, okay, so we're just... And then we said the Lord's Prayer. <laughs> Is that the place where we went? Uh, the place with the outdoor patio? Yeah, the place with the guy, Mr. Potato Head guy. There's... Stop. Stop. Conversation for another time. Stop, dude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, okay. I have, I do have some beef with the Lord or the serenity prayer, which I'm glad you've shook loose. So sometimes people will say the, the serenity prayer and they'll end it with amen. And sometimes they won't end it with anything. And sometimes they'll say just for today. Have you noticed Woof. that? Have you heard people say just for today? Yuck. Yes. So that there, there's my, I think with well, two things, one, it's like, okay, if anything's too big to criticize, like if we're, if serenity prayer is too, like you said, established to criticize, then we've done something wrong. Like we should be able to, but more importantly two, uh, people that do it and they think it's like a, the, the degree to which it's been like crowbarred into the idea that alcoholism is a behavior that needs that an AA and the 12 steps are behavior modification. Mm -hmm. And it's like that it's not a spiritual solution. It's, it's uh, a learned set of things that become habits and Mm -hmm. yada, yada. I feel like people, the serenity prayer becomes like a quote unquote tool in your quote unquote toolkit that you, you know, that enables you to crawl through one miserable day after another. And that it's sort of, Kind of take. I mean, if I were Ursula, I would be furious about that. Where it's like it's not even about God at this point. It's like people are using it to like, I am strong. I am. I am brave. I can do this. And you like, and and that's what it becomes. Um, I think that's less than ideal. And I again, I say the Serenity Prayer 
a lot. And sometimes it means nothing to me. Like sometimes mm-hmm. I say it at meetings and it just means nothing to me. Sometimes I found it very useful. Like mm-hmm. there was a period of time where I was saying it before going to work, like in my car, right outside my office. And I found that very helpful. Yeah. Um, where I'm like, yeah, today I'm just, it's, I'm just doing whatever, whatever you need me to do, Don. Um, I found it helpful, but, uh, it's a little cringe sometimes. My only thing is I don't I don't have truck with the serenity prayer, right? But <laughs> if we look at these two prayers that are like most prevalent at AA meetings, at least in this the greatest nation on God's earth, the United States. <laughs> Texas. Sorry. <laughs> um if we if we look at how most of them are here, right? Um we open with the serenity prayer and we close with the Lord's prayer. Yeah. For anyone new to AA listening, the sigil of Baphomet thing is way later in the process. This is kind of, it's kind of like Scientology. You got to pay in more to get to that. So, um, (laughs) Ted. Okay. (laughs) So my only thing is it's like, I look at the serenity prayer. I'm like, huh? Okay. Again, I feel like we're we're missing out here. Okay, I'm just going to say it. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Just for the today. Come on. I screwed up the just for today. I <laughs> Keep said coming just back. Today. It works if you Keep work it. Back. It sucks if you don't. Chugga, 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 chugga. Choo, choo. Okay, so anyway, if I look at that, I'm like, okay, all right, cool. You know, it's, it's tight. Yeah. You know, but it's also like, okay, you, you could see it like on a vest for a dog at like the pet store. You know, it's that kind of, it's like, no, throw pillows, <laughs> yeah. a mug, you know? Yeah. Um, so, okay. But then if I, if I, if I read the Lord's prayer, right. Um, which is said any number of ways, there's different versions of that as well um by the way have you it's like the the long version of the serenity prayer guy it's like the but have you have you heard the serenity prayer on weed it's like that thing um with the lord's prayer you know like our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation. Deliver us from evil. Thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. Right. Um, keep coming back. It works if you work it. Sucks what is, if you don't. Yeah. Sucks if you, you don't. You did if you don't. <laughs> you did if you, you don't. If you... Yeah. <laughs> Skip to Malou. So <laughs> let's just say if you, you just, you saying them out loud just now, I'm like, those are some Bitchin' prayers. I yeah. love them prayers. So, I love them. But, but if I look at that prayer, that prayer directly describes everything I do in Alcoholics Anonymous. All of it. I ask for God to be in control. I ask for God to guide me. I ask for God to show me where I've screwed up and to give me the ability and the thoughtfulness to go pay reparation where I need to, right? And I ask for strength to be bolstered 
and pushed forward by a god strictly, specifically, expressly, just like in step three and seven, so that I can go tell people what God did for me. Right. Right? And so, yeah, so like, again, I don't have any shit to talk about the serenity prayer other than like, can we not change this up every once in a while? Um, But if we're looking at these two prayers, one of them literally describes what we do in AA. One of them is way better than the other one. Let's let's get that out there right now. Yeah, I, I didn't want to use those words, but I think I think I agree. <laughs> I, I get why people. I think that you sh- that the critique of the Lord's Prayer is the exact one that you. I and mean, it's a fair one, I think. And I don't necessarily know that we should say it in, in meetings because it is very. It is literally a Christian prayer, and right. this isn't a, like I'm not a Christian, uh, right. and I, I find I get why it's be off putting to people. But it is a banger of a prayer. It is. <laughs> Even my half-assed little performance of it right there. Yeah, it's, it's I loved it. Like, I was, oh, this is great. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great prayer. It's uh, Emmett um, Fox says that it's um, per- that, that prayer is perfect because no matter where you're at in your life, y- it means something to you, mm-hmm. and you can continue to mine it. And I think that that's sort of true to the, the serenity prayers. Well, it means different things to different people depending on where you're at, and that's why it's like evergreen in that way. Yeah. And so, you know, you hear different things every time you hear it, you know, I think that's, there's something really cool about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you want to hear the original full version of the serenity prayer? More yes. than anything. <laughs> 1,000 right. times. What, yes. What I really want though, is I want you to rewind a little bit and go, have you heard the long version though? The full version. <laughs> I prefer that one. <laughs> Oh my gosh, yes. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. Can, Look, you, can you actually sub gosh I... for God when you read it? Gosh. Oh, yes. Grant me. <laughs> All, right. All right, yeah, let's hear it. <clears throat> um, gosh. <laughs> oh, you're actually doing it. <laughs> oh. Um,. Grant us the grace to accept with serenity the things that cannot be changed, courage to change the things which should be changed, and the wisdom to distinguish the one from the other, living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardship as a pathway to peace, taking, as Jesus did, this sinful world as it is, not as I would have it, trusting that you will make all things right if I surrender to your will so that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with you forever in the next. Amen. Look, I take it back. I don't love the original full version. I didn't even read it properly before I offered to read it out loud. Okay, first reaction. Uh, Out of 10, what do you rate that? Three. I was gonna yeah, say three. Th- yeah, three or four. Think about how hard it would be for the newcomer to learn that one. That'd be tough. Um, <laughs> no, imagine also- yourself like showing up to a meeting, and you're just like sitting there, and you're just you're like you're sweating out vodka, and you're just like, is, is this the right choice? Like, did I? I'd rather die. And and then you start hearing this like, 
that which we cannot see, but we choose the grace by which we... Like, what the fuck is happening? Like, And all these people are doing it in unison. When you mm. said Jesus, I gasped a little bit. I was like, oh, shit. Oh, not the J word. Yeah. No, I would I would have, like, a, a transient ischemic attack in the middle of that. Like, what? My brain stopped working. Um... Yeah, wow. I I don't see now I've I feel like I have a new bent <laughs> the next time some some old dry drunk is like, "Yeah, well, I prefer the the original long version, the full one cuz I'm uh a, I'm a I'm what you call a, a serenity prayer hipster. That's what I am. <laughs> I liked it before it was shortened. I listen to it on vinyl. It just—it's yeah. got a it sounds better. Yes, I, per, I preferred yeah. it when it was uh, overtly exclusionary and <laughs> kept, kept people of other faiths out of my AA. Yeah, no, that the long version—it's like it's—it's uh, it's like Trout Mask Replica by Replica by Captain Beefheart. I'm like this. My brain is confused listening to this. This is like Frank Zappa's <laughs> most experimental shit. This is not. I'm trying to get more relatable. This is like, yeah, like uh, Maroon you. Five. There you go. Modern day confusing yeah. music. Oh yeah, perfect. <laughs> Very confusing. I'm like, I recognize all these words, but this is like, what kind of double stroke did this person have when, when reading this? Like, I am so confused. Okay. 12 questions <laughs> with our guest, Ursula from Tamara. <laughs> Seven people will get that one. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll take the first question. Um, this question assumes that you smoke pot, or you used to smoke pot, and not anymore. Uh, bowl, blunt, or bong? What's the first one? Bowl. <laughs> bowl. Ah, oh, gotcha. Um, I had this, yeah, I had this little pipe that, um... My my friends nicknamed the penis pipe. Apparently, it was very phallic. But yeah, so that was amazing. That was my method of choice. Yeah, I was yeah I was too lazy for a bong. The penis okay. pipe. Yeah, yeah. I was all the smoke. I love that I like can't name Just a person. Mr. smoker. Right, right, right. I love that I can't name a person I know other than relatives who hasn't owned and named some sort of pot smoking device. <laughs> mm -hmm. I uh yeah. we had a John Bong Jovi. That was that was a bong. <laughs> Bongjamin Franklin was another one. <laughs> yeah. there... uh, beautiful. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh if your life before recovery were a movie, what would it be called? The penis pipe. <laughs> the penis pipe. Part two. The early days. Oh man, if my life were a movie, just like. Oh man. Just like a a dumpster fire in a toilet. <laughs> 
Yeah. The adventure continues. <laughs> Just, yeah. <laughs> it was. It was. Yeah. Yep. It was all like. Yeah. I don't know. This time if, it's if, personal. Yeah. This time it's personal. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I swear How if you're many? driving through the Midwest, that's like a tourist trap somewhere. Come see the world's largest toilet with a dumpster fire in it. <laughs> It's like a roadside thing. <laughs> oh, I, I believe it. That sounds that sounds real. What I know what I know about America, that sounds like a real thing. <laughs> the toilet's also made of, it's made of melted down guns. So, yes. So, um <laughs> I don't recall this person's name. Our friend from New fake name. Our friend from New Zealand one time messaged me and was like, "Is it true they don't give you health care there?" <laughs> and a list of other questions, and I was like, "Oh, you mean is it true, is true we're free?" Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to report that that is true. Um, do they have clubhouse uh, AA clubhouses in Australia? You about to steal my question? Nothing I. Oh yeah. <laughs> go ahead. Go never, ahead. Go ahead. It's never fine. mind. I have it's a fine. different one. Go ahead. How many energy drinks for you is too many energy drinks? Oh, uh, I'm I'm like pretty sensitive to caffeine, mm. um, so I can yeah, like I can maybe have one and and like relative and you know like be a bit charged up if i have more than one i will make people uncomfortable because i'm gonna like <laughs> say some really weird stuff me too perfect yeah we're the same yeah <laughs> uh okay uh didgeridoo or didgeridoo-don't. Didgeridoo-don't. Yeah, didgeridoo-don't. <laughs> that was not a real question. <laughs> I was like, I had to ask that one because he was like, do you have club? Okay, um, fuck yeah. it. I'll, I'll just do it, that one. Oh, go ahead. What? Um, when, so I lived in, um, Canada for a year when I was, you know, ge geographical thing. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, mm. And uh, and yeah, I worked in this uh, in this bar, and my coworker her, her nickname for me was Didgeridoo. Don't. It was a beautiful thing, because I was like, yeah, I, I was in this in in I was in Winnipeg, Manitoba, which is like not really a city you would visit on purpose if you were, you know. We're gonna get some <laughs> I was emails. Like, I was like one of five Australians in the city. We all know each other eventually because, <laughs> you know, that's just what happens. It's like, I know an Australian. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was my nickname, Didgeridoo-don't. Okay, so, that's fun. This, yeah. this, is a tangent, this is a tangent I must indulge. Uh, bear with me. So, mm -hmm. in my travels, I don't know what this is about. Maybe there's like a, a joie de vivre with, with Australians uh, that as as a a, a a freeborn man of the USA I, I don't possess um, I'm just too patriotic to enjoy life that much um, you're talking about <laughs> circumcision is this a circumcision thing because I also have thoughts so no uh, no just in my travels like 
every time I'd be traveling, anytime I go to a hostel, there's some like stinky, amped up Australian who's just like insistent on being like the center of everything. And it's Ursula just like, and ah, aggressively nodding. Ah! It's just like right in my face. Just like, like everyone, everywhere you go, every little bar in Nelson, British Columbia, some beautiful quaint little town, you walk in and somebody's like, let's have a poutine. And it's just like screaming Australian who's just like super excited about life. And I'm just like over here reading a Cormac McCarthy book, trying to drink myself to death in peace. Leave me the fuck alone with your sunny demeanor. <laughs> Go surf off into the sunset. <laughs> is that just like a an outsider thing, or do you guys notice that too? Mm, yeah, no, it is a it is a specific type of Australian man. Okay, are these Australian? Are these yeah. bogans? Um, or is that different? By a Venn diagram situation. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, it could be. Yeah, it could be. Um, <laughs> okay, what is yeah. the type? Is there a name for the type? Um, Stinky traveler guy. I don't know. Yeah, just like Australian backpacker. That's just the, you, you know, that's just the type. They They love it. They just bloody love it. They probably thought that your Cormac McCarthy book was Flash as. <laughs> what? Thing that I, right? Did I did I nail that, Ursula? We are Flash the as? worst right now. Between that no. and my imitation of Australian people, I feel so Fuck. embarrassed that out. for the entire Cut it all continent. Out. Yeah. <laughs> the entire continent of Australia is just wincing right now. Um, Love it. So, We're never going to financially recover from this. The I'll, just, <laughs> I'll just, I'll just, all, all of our Australian sponsors are dropping us. So I'll just, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll count that. Yeah. Bill Wilson's genuine Australian <laughs> boomerangs. You forged uh, nice. the weapon that turns back on you. Like That was really know. good on your feet. That was great. Off the cuff. Okay. I'll just count that as my, as my question. We, we can go on. That was, okay. that was too long of a bullshit session. <laughs> to not count. I I adore you for putting up with my bullshit right now, <laughs> Ursula. Thank you. I, I love I love your bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> well, when Millie was here from Australia recently, I think I asked about the the traveler thing too, just because it's like I it, it's ubiquitous. You can't you can't go to a place where there's like sunny outdoor events going on and not run into like some really like toxic enthusiasm from some unshowered Australian <laughs> guy. <laughs> okay, anyway. Yeah, just saying no worries mate to like everyone and just patting them on the shoulder. Just yeah, just having the best time. Yeah, no mm. no worries is interesting because again, as like uh, uh, a depressive shrouded human raised where I've been raised the term worry is like it's not a casual thing it's kind of like the equivalent of like the Brits throwing around brilliant where I'm just like I'm just like yeah how much for the latte and they're like oh 350 I'm like here's four keep the change and then they're like oh brilliant brilliant and I'm just like I just gave you 50 cents like this is not <laughs> brilliant <laughs> It's not. It's not even mm. interesting. Mm. Yeah. No worries. Yeah. I was the furthest thing from worried. I was. Uh, I, I'm not worried at all. No. I don't know. 
That's, yeah, I mean, that's the thing that I've noticed. I don't know if it's just a localized thing for Americans, but like people who say, I appreciate that, like we say, you're welcome, or yeah, like no worries in response to someone saying thanks or something. And I hear Americans say, I appreciate that. And that threw me off because I was like, that's a strong word. Like, do you really appreciate <laughs> me? Yeah. Like, as a person, that's so beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> I am yeah. honored. <laughs> yeah, like wow. Okay. <laughs> this is going really well. Mm. <laughs> Just like held the elevator door. Okay. Ted, you're up. I've been sitting here worrying about which one to choose next. See, that's uh, the kind no of worries, worry. That's a, that's a kind of worry yeah. me and Ted are about. No yeah, worries, no mate. worries. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a um, a favorite go-to non-AA source of spiritual um, direction? Mm. <clears throat> Drake In songs like don't things- count. Drake songs don't count. Uh, no. <laughs> um, there's this... <laughs> um... Yes. I mean, in terms of like literature or just like any, anything at all. Well, so I do, I would be interested in the literature, but not everybody does a lot of that kind of reading. So other people like speakers or, or yeah, other, or practices, whatever you, whatever makes sense to you. Was I wrong to preemptively um, cut out Drake? What? No. Yeah, that could. That it would could if you told drink. me okay okay I'm if sorry. you told me the first the first mixtape that he did the one from two thousand nine <laughs> I would be like no okay, yeah so that makes Drake, sense Drake is your Frank Ocean okay because that's how I feel about Frank Ocean the first mixtape okay. yeah Chance the Rapper every track a banger okay mm, yeah <laughs> <laughs> um well no that, yeah I mean I. It, to be yeah serious like i actually music music is very helpful for for me Mm -hmm. i do um yeah i do listen to a lot of music and you know specific songs will pump me up or you know make me feel um inspired so yeah i do do i do do music i use music strategically and yeah um uh what else? Um, oh god, you're gonna have to cut out all this like dead thinking. Time. Well, what kind of music are you thinking about when you say that? Um, this is this is one that like only Australian listeners will understand. Um, but like, um, kind of like the Godfather of Australian music. Um, his name is John Farnham. He's been like a pop star since like the six, maybe even the fifties. I don't know. At least the sixties. Um, and there's this one song in particular called "You're the Voice," and in my opinion, it should be the Australian anthem. And it just gets me so pumped. There is there there is a bagpipe solo in it. Oh yes. It's like yeah. It's just. 
it's like the Lord's Prayer. You know, every time you listen, you get something different out of it, and it's just, it's glorious. I've added um, it. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, you, me too. You will, I pulled it up. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, you you will not be disappointed. I um, mean, I, I full disclosure, I was I was expecting Kylie Minogue's locomotion, but okay, that would be fine too. <laughs> would yeah, be fine too. yeah. I really yeah, spiritually absolutely. get a lot of growth out of Kylie Minogue's locomotion. Any any yeah. Minogue, <laughs> any Minogue. Yes, all the Minogues. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. I think, um, I don't know, all sorts of music. My music uh, taste is pretty eclectic. When I was, uh, like, early sobriety and, like, trying to, um, you know, construct an actual personality that wasn't based around, like, drinking and doing drugs, <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I would go out um, dancing and I realized that the best music to go dancing to was like ska and funk yeah. kind of music because you can really like get, you know, get those high knees going and the arms in the air. So, yes. yeah, I, I really got into that as like, um, yeah, just, you know, enjoying life properly, you know, fully sober for the first time. Oh. Yeah, so that's that's always a nice time. Um, what an excellent answer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I also love, you know, in terms of books that have changed my life, apart from the big book, obviously, um, is The Four Agreements by mm -hmm. Don Miguel Ruiz. Mm. Yeah, so good. So good. Nice. Yeah. Thank you. Mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, better hand. What was that? What happened? Am I being mocked? This, the senator did a face, little scrunchy face. Rude. <laughs> better hang. Russell Brand or Holly Whitaker? Oh. <laughs> face. Oh, that. I felt my stomach lurch. <laughs> this That's is the like... reaction I'm looking for with this question. I'd have to say Russell Brand just because at least Oh man. I think yeah, like he has an interesting vocabulary. That's maybe like I give him that. He's gone like yeah. You're digging gone... so deep for an answer here. <laughs> yeah. Course lexicon yeah, th alone is the sole differentiation. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I mean, I haven't read uh, what's what's her book like. Drink like a girl. What is it? Even something. Quit like a woman. I don't know. Quit like a Quit woman. Like a woman. <laughs> Drink like a girl. <laughs> I drink like um, a girl. Ted <laughs> is a girl drink drunk. Um, yeah. yeah. So yeah, uh, you started by saying I I have to say Russell. Uh, doesn't it doesn't it hurt a little <laughs> to say it? Uh, I feel like that's a really hard one. 
Yeah, it depends on, you know, like how much time are we talking about? Like, what is the length of time to hang? Oh, you're you know, hanging. like, am I being, um, Six yeah, to eight like, hours. are we doing an you're activity hanging. or, yeah, we're just sitting and shooting the breeze? Yeah, it, you're it like- would just be like a Russell Brand symposium. It just. <laughs> monologue for eight hours yeah he he, yeah. he would assume you were very honored to be there i know that much yeah that's okay bless his heart <laughs> he's he's having a time <laughs> all right i love it great am i up? i think i'm up. yeah yeah go for it what's the craziest thing you've seen on a zoom meeting Oof. oh Oh, what's the craziest thing I've seen? I mean, yeah, I mean, obvious one, you know, like in the in the early days of Zoom meetings where it was like we were still figuring out the whole, you know, security situation and people were just like jumping in like full frontal flaccid penis, just like... God. Yeah, just absolutely. If you're gonna wild. do full frontal, why flash it? At least yeah. give me an erection yeah. here, okay? All right. All right. Yeah. Put in some effort. Ted, yeah. you, you fucking penis connoisseur over here. <laughs> yeah, I think my favorite though, like when when I'm in a Zoom meeting, is when someone is like either lying down in bed or like mm. on the couch and just eating <laughs> chips. Yes, that's 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 my favorite. Yeah. Or like mm-hmm. I I I swear to God I saw I saw somebody doing that one time, but it was like it was like a whole plate of like uh, sauced uh, pasta with like clams, just like, <laughs> like laying down in bed eating this. Like what fucking planet is this? Oh man! All right. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, actually, oh, I- go ahead. Yeah, I just thought of something else. I also love the fact that with Zoom, like, you get a peek into people's world. Right. You know, like, some of us, you know, uh, professionals, you know, are sitting in our, not me, obviously, but, you know, sitting in, in their office or studio or whatever and have appropriate things in the background. And some <laughs> people, it's just like, it's... It's a jungle back there, and there's right. also, and it's like playing one of those like find the object games <laughs> where you. <laughs> totally, I love it. Yeah, it's fun. Mm. Okay, uh, which step has been most rewarding for you? Um. When I when I recently re went through the steps um, at, at first it was step ten because I had never done step ten. Mm-hmm. You know the, the the way step ten is understood in meeting maker land mm-hmm. is some version of the nightly review. Mm-hmm. Right. You know people conflate that a lot it's it's in taking inventory is the nightly review which people don't even do anyway they right, just talk right. about Thank like you. oh sh- yeah right. um <laughs> and i didn't either because i was like that sounds boring 
that sounds really bad. I don't want to do that. I don't see any value in that. But, um, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but, yeah, so the, the way, you know, once once it was actually explained to me and it was broken down for me this way, which I love, that it's four things to watch for, four things to do. And it's so simple and straightforward and, you know, like, once I started actually practicing step 10, the like results were so profound for me. Cause I was like, Oh, I don't have to like simmer in this stuff and just like, you know, psychologically work it out or whatever else. It's like, this actually works. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So that was, a big turning point for me, but now it's, it's, it's step three. That's the whole, this is my, this is how I live my life now. And this is how it all works. And it just, once, once step three finally clicked for me, it was like, oh, okay, this is, this is it. This is the, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's my answer. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> mm. What is mm-hmm. the funniest inventory that you've ever either A, done yourself or B, heard about? Mm. Oh. Yeah, straight, straight away. It's it's my own inventory, um, and this is this is a thing that I've carried around for years. Um, a resentment towards the creators of the TV show Lost. Okay. Yeah, I was so mad at them for years and years about how they ended that show. And, like, spoiler alert, but, like, too bad if you haven't watched it yet because it's, like, an old show. Like, I don't know, six seasons or something of, like, all this weird stuff happening on an island and it turns out in the end, oh, they're just dead and it's just, like, some weird, like, purgatory experience and, you know, when they die on the island, they're going into heaven now. So... Yeah, I was heaps mad about that for a long time. <laughs> you seem like you're completely think, over it now, though, which is I'm, the nice thing. Yeah, totally yeah, over I, it. I was personally offended. I love heaps mad. Yeah, heaps mad. Yeah, heaps, heaps mad is <laughs> chef's kiss. That's uh, a great answer. Yeah. Okay. Keeping with the last two questions, when's the last time you did a ten step? Oh. Um. Yesterday, I guess. Nice. Yeah. Mm. Was it nice? Was it? It was about lost. It was. Lost. It wasn't a lost. <laughs> Every day, I call my sponsor. He's like, "It's not they about, talk lost, about again, lost, is it?" <laughs> <laughs> if okay, if you could pick a new name for the, or a new term for sponsor, what would it be? Hmm. Um, I think, I mean, I really like how people describe sponsoring as I'm your guide, not your God. Like I, I like that idea and kind of like 
letting people know that this is actually what we're doing here because that is so prevalent in sponsorship in that like I'm the boss of your life now or I'm your mum, I'm your counsellor, um, you know, call me every day, tell me all your problems so I can fix them for you. Right. Um, yeah, so I think guide is kind of nice. Um, but, yeah, even still, but just just be like a sponsor is just the person who can take you through the steps full stop nice yeah i think um the correct me if i'm wrong but i think the term sponsor came from did it come from like when like the idea was that you sponsored someone into like the meeting community it was like you had to it, it wasn't that it, you know like you had to you found someone out in the community and you sponsored them into the fellowship like you were the person who had qualified them and said yes they're an alcoholic and now they're gonna come and hang out with us yeah because that makes more sense about like the actual definition of the word sponsor right yeah. it does mm. i didn't know that but that makes perfect sense to me so yeah, any AA historians want to fact check check me <laughs> at Ursula, <laughs> right? So yeah, so you go by you you, you don't go by the gays model. <laughs> go, go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go 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 ask go go ask your sponsor. G A Y S. Go ask your sponsor. <laughs> Love them gays. <laughs> okay. Last question for me. Would you rather rid the world of slogan slingers or sober influencers? Mm. I'm trying to like weigh up in my mind my my own perception of the impact of both of those groups. Um I think so, but influences because it, uh, yeah, because I think I'm sure some of them have good intentions, but I think some of them are also predatory. Mm -hmm. And the fact that they, you know, like a, you know, they're they're making money off of pretending to be helpful. And maybe, you know, maybe it is helpful for, you know, people who aren't actually alcoholics, but you know, who are just wanting to cut down or cut out their drinking for lifestyle reasons. But, yeah, I think it's just, yeah, it just adds to the confusion and, um, yeah, potential harm for people who actually need a solution. Yeah. Mm. Good answer. <laughs> so our bonus 13th question uh, how would you define the term old timer oh. <laughs> oh I mean old timer as in like the persona it, you know like fully in your court now <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> I think 
Yeah. I think some people... Yeah. There, yeah, I think there's there's two types. There's people who, who, who think that how much time they have qualifies them as an old-timer, therefore have some sort of seniority in the group or, you know, or whatever. And then there's the, the you know, in inverted commas, old-timer who's like a particular character who's just like, in, in my mind is like this, you know, weird old guy. <laughs> Me and Ted are both sitting here like, do it. Do it. Say it. Say it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just watching it's his face. It's the weird old guy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Who just says weird old guy stuff. You know? Yeah. yeah. Can't wait for that to happen to me. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. What, what a lovely chat. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me. Yeah. I love you guys so much. Yeah, we love you yeah. so much. It's... It was very, very awesome getting to know you and especially having you on here. It's such a treat. Thank you. Oh, retweet. Thanks, yeah, retweet. Hashtag cram it in. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Ted C. Penis Connoisseur. Senator <laughs> Ted C. Penis Connoisseur. <laughs> and on that note... Bye! This has been a podcast greater than yourself. A podcast greater than yourself was created by recovered alcoholics. All involved in the creation of this podcast are active members of Alcoholics Anonymous who wish to carry the message of our own recovery to those who still suffer. We do not claim to represent Alcoholics Anonymous. All comments are from our own experiences as alcoholics who have recovered by following the directions for the 12 steps found in the book Alcoholics Anonymous. Thanks for listening.